Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 108. In this episode, we're going to learn all about what it's like to work at Yellowstone National Park. When I visited Yellowstone a few years ago, I just fell in love with it. And I wondered what it would be like to spend a season working there. So I thought maybe other solo women are wondering the same thing. I invited Jan, who is a solo woman RVer who has worked at Yellowstone for 12 years, and Alden, who is the talent acquisitions manager for Zantera, who handles a lot of the hiring at Yellowstone, to come on this week. And they're going to talk a bit about their experience, what it takes to get hired at Yellowstone, how to succeed, and some of the best and worst parts about working there. So let's listen in. Well, hello. I'm super excited today to have two great guests. I have Alden, who is a talent manager for Zantera Travel Collection, and I have Jan, and Jan is a employee of Zantera Travel, and they are here to talk about employment at Yellowstone National Park, which was one of my favorite places that I visited a couple of years ago on my travels. And I was thinking in the back of my head, boy, I would love to come back here and work one day. So thank you both for agreeing to come on this podcast. Thank you Happy for having us. Yeah. So let's start kind of with the basics. Like why would somebody want to go work at Yellowstone National Park? My, my answer would be, why not? It is a magical place. There is no doubt about it. Um, we all know about it. We hear about it. Surprisingly, we don't know as much about it as we think we do. And um, it's a beautiful place to be. There is so much variety, so much difference. The wildlife is amazing. Um, <laughs> so many of the Americans come and they are just so overwhelmed by the number of bison, the number of elk, bears, all those types of things. It's just a bucket list type of place mm -hmm. to be. The advantage of working is you don't have just a week to be in Yellowstone. Uh, when I go, I'm there for six months. So I really have time to explore. It's a beautiful place to be and to work. And then when you get there, you find out the people are really fabulous too. So Jen, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came to work at Yellowstone and what your current job is? Well, I've been uh, a full-time RVer for 15 years, and about the second or third year, I decided I'd like to work in all of the national parks. So I decided to start with Yellowstone, the first national park, and uh, so I went to Yellowstone, and I can remember very clearly sitting in the uh, dining hall with the, who was then the director of campgrounds, and she said that she came to work at Yellowstone in the 1980s, and thought she'd stay a year or two and she was still there in, in 2013. And I thought to myself, that will never happen to me. <laughs> I want to go to all the national parks. And then I got to know the people at Yellowstone and I have returned every year for 12 years. Um, I started, I have been in campgrounds the whole time. I am a solo female RVer. Um, I traveled a lot before I got to Yellowstone. 
but uh, it's the perfect place for me. I started as a just a person who checked guests into the campground, made sure they had a good time. And now uh, the second year I became a manager and um, I've been a manager ever since. I happen to be at Fishing Bridge RV Park, which is the only full hookup place in Yellowstone. Okay. Wow. Um, all right. So Alden, why don't you tell us a little, also Alden is um, the talent acquisition manager. So I'm imagining all of the applications who want to work at Yellowstone go through you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about if someone wanted to come work at Yellowstone, what would be some qualities that would make them a good candidate? And also, while we're talking about that, what are some of the positions that are available? Jan talked about the camp hosting, but what other kinds of jobs are available? Yeah, absolutely. So we offer a lot of variety in the jobs that we offer in Yellowstone National Park. Um, on the talent side, I do a lot of the hiring for some of the smaller departments, but definitely um, the exciting departments like the marina down at Bridge, Bra Bridge Bay, excuse me. Um, we do the hiring for all of the tour guides, interpretive guides for the park and transportation, you know, anything from accounting to retail, to food and beverage, to running the lodges and housekeeping front desk. Um, so there's really a little bit of something for everyone in Yellowstone, I like to say, uh, just kind of depending on what one's interests are and kind of what their career goals might be. You know, I do think it's a wonderful opportunity if it's something you just want to do for a summer while, you know, you're traveling or you're in school or trying to figure out your next move. Or like Jan was saying, we have people who come for a season and then spend, you know, several years in the park um, or become lifers, as I like to call it. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of variety and opportunity. And so when it comes to applying, I think, you know, some strong qualities um, that we're looking for, a, a definitely a willingness to learn, to jump in, to be flexible. Um, you know, it really depends too on the department that one's applying for. Um, but I think um, just being a, a part of the community um, and then, you know, just if you have any relevant experience, just applying for those jobs that might tailor to that um, and just bring that attitude, that willingness to learn as well. Um, the application process is typically, you know, going um, through the website, yellowstonejobs.com. Um, we keep that pretty up to date. So really anything that we're actively hiring for is listed on that site. And so one is able to browse through the website, um, you know, and maybe apply for one position in particular that sparks their interest, or um, they have the opportunity to apply to multiple if they're interested in uh, multiple positions. So definitely a lot of variety and an opportunity for the folks interested in working with us. Now, what about, so what do you have? A lot of campgrounds mm -hmm. are like for couples or this or that. So if you want to speak a little bit more about what specific opportunities would be a good fit for a solo? Yeah. So yes, you are correct in that certain departments do typically look for couples or um, friends traveling out in the same RV. So if you are interested in something as a solo RVer, um, I would say we do have a limited number of sites reserved for various departments, even for solo RVers. Um, 
usually each department or the larger departments will have an allotted number of sites at each location. Uh, so even if you're interested in something like accounting or front desk or um, transportation, retail, food and beverage, uh, we do still have RV sites available to those um, interested in opportunities like that. And then typically as the season gets a little bit closer, usually about mid-February, if there are any other remaining sites um, still available at that time, um, they'll be open to you know single applicants as well. Okay, gotcha. And so do you also provide housing for people who don't have RVs? We do, yes. So in order to qualify for one of the RV sites um, in Yellowstone, you do have to have a fully self-contained RV. Um, it's a standard by the National Park Service, so meaning it has a fully functioning bathroom, shower, and kitchen, and is typically hard-sided. Um, so if you meet those qualifications, you're eligible for an RV site. Um, say you're traveling out in you know, maybe a van or something and don't necessarily have um, you know, a shower or something, one of those you know, basic requirements. We do also have dormitory style housing available for employees. So in the dorms, you typically are living with anywhere from one to three um, other people. Uh, typically, the bathrooms will be either community style located a little bit down the hall from the rooms or um, like suite style. So you might share it with your neighbor on either side. Um, and so that's definitely an option and, you know, one that we encourage if someone doesn't meet those requirements um, or if we do fill up on sites. Um, and you can certainly still bring your RV um, or your van if it's within a certain um, length uh, and park it in the employee parking. That way you still have that opportunity to, um, you know, travel around the park in your off time, do a little bit of RVing or camping at that point. Um, but you would just live in the dorms, um, you know, for your, your season. Awesome. And is there a compens or a, like a fee? Do they, is there part of their, does part of their compensation go towards housing? Yes, it does. So in the dorms, um, we automatically deduct the cost of room and board from everyone's paycheck every two weeks. So biweekly, it usually comes out to be roughly about $17 per day this season. It can vary a little bit season to season, but it's usually around there. And that will include your housing and all of the meals that we'll offer in what we call the employee dining room. So um, per paycheck, that usually will total to be roughly $234 um, for the cost of the dormitory style housing. We do also have um, a fee for the RV sites themselves. So uh, that's roughly about $10 per day to rent the site um, for your season. And that's typically just to rent the site. So if you wanted to enroll in the meal plan at that point, it would be an additional cost, um, but you also have the option to cook in your RV, having that kitchen. Um, we also have an option, which I think most RVers end up utilizing, uh, but you can you know, eat in the employee dining room some days. Uh, maybe you don't feel like cooking dinner or something one yeah. night, um, but then you can also cook in your RV and you would just pay for those meals in the employee dining room kind of as you go, if you want that option. Yeah. I imagine eating in the employee dining room is also a great way to make community. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for that. And so is it typically a 40 hour a week type of job with two days off in a row? 
Yes, I would say that's kind of our standard. Um, as far as scheduling goes, you can expect to typically be scheduled about 40 hours per week. Usually the departments will try to schedule um, a five day work week with two consecutive days off. I think it's worth noting that, you know, especially in Yellowstone, we are a very busy national park. So sometimes depending on the time of season um, or, you know, our, our business needs, um, you know, that could change a little bit. Sometimes it could be more, sometimes it could be less. Um, but the standard is typically to expect that these jobs are full time. So 40 hours per week. All right. And so if someone was interested and wanted to get in on this season for 2024, is it too late? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> we are still actively hiring for very many positions. Um, so yeah, I would encourage anyone that's interested to definitely go to that website and see, you know, what is still posted. Like I said, it's, it's pretty up to date. So anything that's posted on there is usually something we're actively hiring for. And I know we do still have some RV sites available at this time, both in campgrounds and um, some of the various other positions. So not too late. All right. So I have a question because I know I traveled there with my cat and uh, traveling with pets. uh, There was probably one of the more stricter national parks and it makes sense because of all the wildlife. So if someone wanted to come work there and they had a pet, what do you recommend? I'll take that. I do have a dog. I travel with the dog. Um, And Yellowstone is challenging. However, it's not a problem if you just pay attention. Always have it on a leash. Uh, there's so many animals you just have to pay attention. I have been kind of chased by a, a bull elk because they don't like dogs. So you just pay attention to your surroundings at all times. I don't recommend ever walking with uh, earplugs or things like that because you really need to listen to what's going on. Cats are not a problem, but dogs, yes. Always on a leash, clean up after them. Mm. But there's plenty of places to walk your dog. All right. So I wanted to touch a little bit about like what it's like to work there and especially as a solo Jan. And you mentioned one of the things that you why you keep coming back was because of the people. So I want to hear a little bit more about the community and what kinds of things happen to be able to form community with your fellow coworkers. Community, community at Yellowstone is very diverse. It truly is. Um, one of the first things I'd say is somehow Zantara has done a fabulous job of engendering respect within the work, workplace. I noticed that the first day I came to Yellowstone, the people were all so nice and they were respectful of each other. They were friendly. I would see them in the dining hall. I would see them on the streets. I'd see them in training and they were always so pleasant. I have had many work experiences, but this is truly a, a place that values respect. You can call anybody from like the bosses in Mammoth to just, you know, another manager somewhere or just another person working in the dining hall and ask them things. And they're always helpful and, and friendly. So that to me is the bottom line. The fact that it is a comforting, good place to be. Uh, especially as a single woman, you know, because sometimes you're a little timid about getting out and meeting people. Uh, There are plenty of ways to meet people. Um, Yellowstone is a huge park. There are five major areas. And like I'm mostly centered at the lake. We have our own little community at the lake. 
Mammoth has its own little community of people who work there, as does Old Faithful, Canyon, Grant. Those are the, the major areas where people work. We have recreation halls in each area, and they do a fabulous job. They organize hikes. They have uh, intramural games. They do talent shows. They do photo contests. They do talks weekly. Uh, they, just they for, the for the employees? Yes. Or for everybody? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, just for the employees. And then they organize trips like down to the Grand Tetons in Jackson Hole or into Cody to go to the rodeo. They really do a wonderful job of many opportunities at many different times because we all work different shifts where we can, you know, communicate with people that we work with, but we don't really get to know. Uh, then you have your special work area, um, like campgrounds are amazing because we all do, for the basics, live there together. Uh, we have potlucks. Um, we have all sorts of get-togethers just for ice cream parties or things like that. We hike together. People who have days off together might go into town shopping together. Um, there's just all sorts of opportunities then the rangers do talks every night at the amphitheater. So if you want to learn more about the wildlife than you picked up at the rec hall, you, you go to the ranger talks every night at the amphitheater. So there are just numerous ways to get to know each other. Um, it, it's really a very strong community. I have some people that I have been working with for seven years. Many of them I've been working with for four years. We email all winter. We, we text all the time it gets to be a very close-knit community and um yeah it, it's it's a wonderful place to work oh it sounds like it you're making me want to go there now <laughs> good <laughs> yeah alden how many employees are there in yellowstone there's typically around three thousand. okay so wow. that's why we are definitely still hiring <laughs> yeah that's a yeah. lot okay yeah. and kathy on that note you know, like people will, will sign up because they're really excited about coming and then something will happen. Like a parent gets sick and they have to drop out at the last minute. So there's opportunities, you know, really throughout the summer because people's lives change and, and we never know for sure. You might want to be there the whole season, but you might not be able to be. Yeah, that's a good point. So even if you can't, what, and your season starts, like what's the beginning of your season? So like Jan was saying, you know, there's various um, villages or, you know, regions of Yellowstone where we um, hire different, you know, positions and hire a lot of employees. So each one does have a little bit of its own unique season, but I would say typically a full season in the park for summer would be starting in either April or May. And then the season will go until about um, mid-October um, or early October. So, and she's, you know, definitely right when there are changes that happen, you know, people's lives um, are still, you know, happening. So we do typically actively hire for the entire season. Um, and typically, even if you can only work um, the first, you know, three months of the season or the end three months of the season, you know, you can still apply because, um, you know, chances are there might be still some positions at that time um, or, you know, opportunities for people to pursue. Very cool. Very cool. So Jan, I want to also talk to you a bit about like, we talked about community, but let's talk a little bit about the work. Like, what are some of the best parts of the job itself? And then let's talk about maybe some of the hard parts of working at Yellowstone. 
the best part continues to be the people. <laughs> I know you're going to say that. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's fun working with the people you work with. But also uh, the guests, really the guests are, we have guests mm -hmm. who return to our campground every year. And it used to be we would have the same family appear the first day, the first ones to check in. Now their kids are older and they don't get to do that. Um, but, you know, we have to remember that most of our guests come here because this is their bucket list. They've heard about Yellowstone all their lives. They want to come to Yellowstone. They not are always sure why they want to come to Yellowstone, except they've heard about it. And our mission is to make that experience as positive, as enjoyable, as exciting as we can make it for them. So the easy part about the job for most people is the people dealing with the people. Sometimes you get tired of answering the same question, you know, a thousand times over the summer, but we always keep in mind that this is their first time. Yeah. Um, the job is you are well-trained for your job. So you're prepared for it. Uh, the first day is always still nervous for everybody. I don't care if you're serving dinner or making beds or checking in a guest, it's still nervous. Um, but you settle in pretty quickly. Um, the, you know, the environment is good to work in. I mean, you know, you get stressed a little walk outside and look at Yellowstone. It's, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So that's the good parts. The hard parts would be, yeah, you know, you have problems um, that occur, you know, like somebody's uh, RV breaks down and you have to handle that. Or somebody has a room that they thought the uh, site would be better or the view would be better. Or, you know, you have those maintenance issues that you solve but yet those make it a little difficult for the employee dealing with that can be difficult. Sometimes um, I know for housekeeping, sometimes it gets to be people just, you know, the, the sheer volume of people checking in and checking out daily can be very, very hectic. Um, so it's the pressures of the amount of visitors we receive. Uh, we're happy to have them, but there's a, a big volume. Um, we have the supplies that we need, so we're in good shape there. I mean, we've had a couple of issues with toilet paper, but we get those solved. Mm -hmm. um, so those would be uh, the difficulty. Sometimes you want to go hiking with your friends and you can't because you have a shift, you know, yeah. you but you, you learn to work those things out and you learn to uh, handle those. There's always somebody to talk to. I mean, you can talk to your coworkers. You can talk to your managers. We have a wonderful HR department that you can always go talk to if you have an issue that you don't feel is being uh, addressed readily. So the hard part, I guess, would be learning how to solve some of those problems and who to talk to. Okay. And then when I was in Yellowstone, I didn't have any access to cell phone or internet at all. Is there anything like that provided for the workers? Okay, I'm going to say, um, and I'm going to talk to RVers first because this is a solo RV. Um, T-Mobile is not a good network if you're traveling in an RV. You really need to look at Verizon or AT&T. In Yellowstone, Verizon is the most um, secure, the most readily available, the one that you're going to be able to get on and use. So Verizon and using cell phones in the park is really has greatly improved over the 12 years I've been there. And for the most part, you'll have cell phone service if you have that. For RVers, Kathy, I really would recommend Starlink. Uh, I know it's an initial investment, but then you have internet wherever you go. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, Yellowstone is a huge park. It's 2 million acres. We're a wilderness. And Starlink gives me secure communication with my family 100% of the time. Um, the only issue with Starlink is people, particularly from foreign countries, will come up and say, can we use your Starlink? <laughs> <laughs> you have to get used to that. Um, Zantara does provide computers uh, for all of their employees to use for email, for those types of things. They're in the dorms. They're in the campgrounds, um, uh, I think in the rec hall. But you can go to computers and you know keep up with your email and contact your family. Cell phone service is not provided unless you have a cell phone. And I think that is one of the challenges in today's world is particularly the young people, but but even like people who work in the campgrounds, we're so connected on the internet that mm -hmm. when we don't have it, we feel, uh, we feel kind of at a loss sometimes. And that's why I went finally to uh, Starlink because then I could communicate with everybody when I wanted to. Um, but I will say, you know, once you have, uh, internet or in the in the dorm room or in the campground or whatever you can order packages be, be delivered uh we get amazon you know all the time so so packaging mail is is readily done in in the campground what happened well in the park what happens is um the mail and the packages are delivered to mammoth and we head to our mail room at Mammoth. And then Zantara does a great job of every day. The postman comes by and he delivers packages. And some days he'll come into our campground with like 10 packages. One mm. day there were three Starlinks coming. <laughs> uh, so Everybody was like, uh-oh, we need that. <laughs> uh, I mean, they, do, they send it every day and they're great. If somebody has mislabeled a package and it hasn't been sent right, sent right, our mail room will track it down. They're, they're very good. So uh, that's that's a benefit that a lot of people don't realize that, oh, how am I going to do this until you get there? And mailroom is probably another job that people could apply for. It is. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah. So I had an experience in Yellowstone. Uh, it was two, two or three years ago, the year of the big flood. Oh, I was yeah. in Yellowstone and uh, my RV, my transmission decided to go out right at uh, oh. near the exit heading down into the Tetons. And I had to hop on my bike and ride four miles to uh, get, I didn't even have signal. Uh, I had to flag down a ranger who then drove me up to the place where I could get signal to call and get service for, to get my RV towed. But um it ended up all working out okay. But yeah, and I have Verizon and I didn't have any signal. No, there are places in the park where you're not. But, you know, talking about RV, RV repairs, because that's important to anybody in an RV, the Park Service does have a contract with a concessionaire. It's uh, Yellowstone Service Centers. And they provide, uh, particularly the one at the lake, has very good RV repair facilities. And they come to the sites and um, work with guests and with employees, and employees get a discount um, about doing repairs on your RV as needed. And I know they have some work at Canyon and Old Faithful. Uh, those are, and then of course in in uh, Mammoth Gardner, they have people who will work on your RV for you. Oh yeah, I had that. They helped me. I got a free night <laughs> camped out in the uh, service bay of the <laughs> of the service center. Yeah. 
while okay. they were fixing it. But yeah, so, um, and that's a, probably another job if someone is a mechanic and wants to go work at Yellowstone. It was a, a young man somewhere from somewhere in the South who was the person who worked on my RV. So, um, but yeah, I also want to talk a bit about like the diversity of people that work there because I know like whenever I would go into one of the um, stores and shops and there seemed to be people from lots of different countries, lots of different age ranges that were working there as opposed to like when I think about a camp hosting job, it tends to be maybe like older, like retired people. So do you want to talk a little bit about some of the diversity of the workforce within Yellowstone? Maybe Alden, you, you could take that one. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So when hiring, um, we are hiring people from all 50 states and we also have a great community, um, the J1 students who are international students, usually studying hospitality in some regard who will join us um, for most of the summer as well. And we're hiring those students from you know, 30 different countries, uh, roughly. So it is a great diverse community in the park. We are hiring people from you know, 18 to 80 plus. Um, I think one of the retail um, gift shop managers at Lake, um, she's well over her 80s and she loves coming back to the park every year. This might be someone's first job ever. Um, we've hired you know, housekeeping. Mm or, um, you know, people helping out in food and beverage who, you know, this is their first job that they've ever picked up and everything in between. So um, I definitely think it's a really diverse community. It's like Dan was saying, really welcoming, um, you know, it's people of different nationalities and races and sexual preferences and genders. And, you know, I think that really does create for the community and camaraderie that she was talking about. And I hear it, you know, every year when I'm interviewing candidates, whether they're coming back or this is their first time, you know, they're just coming back for the people. They're mm. coming back for the community. They're like, I, I've talked to someone who met someone in Yellowstone, um, one of the international J1 students and ended up going to their wedding in Croatia, you know, oh. later. so I do think that that's a really exciting um, part of it is, it's, you know, the guests are not only traveling from all over the world, um, to come to Yellowstone, but, you know, the employees are certainly, um, you know, from all over as well. So. Cool. Uh, Jan, I have a question for you. Um, we see a lot in the news and stuff about what we call the Torons, the moron tourists in Yellowstone, the people who think they can get a selfie with a bison or, you know, approach a cub or put a, you know, a baby bison in their car, all these types of things. Um, just want to ask you, like, how often are you dealing with that type of guest and how does that impact your work there? Well, it does happen, of course. Uh, it, in the campground specifically, I'll address, we do have bison that roam through three and four times a week. And parents get, and people in general, just get so excited and want to go up and get pictures. We have attendants um, and we send them up there and, and they talk to people, you know, please stay back, stay back. It's dangerous. Of course, we get the occasional parent who will say, don't tell me what to do or stuff like that. If we feel it's dangerous, then we will call the rangers and the rangers are come. They're, they're very good about responding. Um, we do see a lot of that in the, um, in the park. For the most part, you know, 
like if, if it's just out on the road, there's not a whole lot we can do uh, because it's they generally have somebody from the park service who's there. But we do try to educate people in the campground when we check them in. We try to explain, you know, like this is a national park. Uh, the animals have the right to be here. This is their park. We're the visitors and that we leave them alone. We talk to them every time we check them in. We call it the bear speech about the distance they have to stay from them. Uh, what they should do. Last year, we had a bison who decided to just stay at Fishing Bridge, the registration building, the entire day. He he circled the building twice, and then he decided to take a nap by our front door. So uh -oh. we had to have, yeah, we had to have people stationed outside telling them, you know, to check in, please go down to the, through the laundry to check in because we couldn't have people going in and out. It hasn't been a problem, problem, but yet we're certainly aware of it and we're always watchful. I will say there that one of my guests was gored by a bison several years ago and had to be airlifted to Idaho. At that point, what we can do is, you know, support the family and work things out so they can stay longer as, as needed. But uh, I would say 90% of the people really are more responsible and responsive than than the news indicates, but you do have people who just don't understand that these are wild animals mm -hmm. and need to be given their space. So it's, it's, it's tough. You just have to pay attention all the time. Yeah. Kathy, I'll go back to something you mentioned a while ago. Um, there's a, a host is in, employed by the National Park Service. They're not, not part of Zantara. And a host duty is to just kind of go around and make sure people put their campfires out and don't pick wildflowers. And, you know, they kind of monitor campgrounds. These Zantara employees are actually paid employees. And we do the things like maintain the campground, take care of the guests, um, those types of things. If we have like camper services where we have the showers and the laundry, we take care of that. But we are paid employees. We're host generally. I mean, you have to be hired by the National Park Service and they're not paid. They're just given free sites um, for however long their contract runs. OK, so the campground hosts are volunteers, uh, but all these other. And so you're, when you say that you're a campground manager, how many campground managers are there per campground then? There's a manager and an assistant manager at each campground and Zantara operates five campgrounds in uh, Yellowstone. Okay. And then under you are all the volunteer hosts as well? No, the volunteer hosts are separate. Um, okay. Like at Madison, when uh, they're host at Madison, which is a beautiful campground also, uh, the host, um, we're friendly with them. We invite them to our parties because campgrounds, you know, campgrounds, we have potlucks, we have get togethers mm -hmm. all the time. And uh, we invite them to our parties, but, and if we have an issue with a, a guest or with a host, uh, then we go through the rangers. That's not our, that's not our responsibility. We talk with the rangers if, if an issue comes up. Okay. Gotcha. Very cool. All right. Well, gosh, um, yeah, talking to you both, I'm, I'm excited. Maybe one day I have another camp hosting job that I'm committed to, but one of these days, I think I'm going to make it out there and actually work at Yellowstone. Is there anything that I didn't talk about that you feel is important to bring up for somebody who's considering 
wanting to apply to work at Yellowstone? I would say personally come excited, open-minded and positive. You know, mm-hmm. a positive attitude will take you a long way. You will have challenges, whether you're in an RV or in a dormitory, there will be challenges. Just keep an open mind and be excited about it. Um, it's a wonderful adventure. Come ready for an adventure and like people. Okay. That's probably the number one job requirement is to enjoy interacting with people. Are there jobs out there for introverts? Somebody who doesn't want to interact with people. Are there jobs like that available? Yeah. Accounting. Absolutely. (laughs) Like trail maintenance or those kinds of things. I don't know. Yes. There are plenty of maintenance positions. Um, We do all, we have vending drivers who will handle any of the vending machines throughout the park, the mail couriers. I mean, Zentera and Yellowstone, we really have everything that's operating the park outside of the National Park Service. And there's some other concessionaires within the the park that do a great job as well. But I do think there is something for everyone in Yellowstone, which I think is why it's such a wonderful opportunity. And I totally agree with Jan in that just coming out open-minded and excited, you know, it's definitely a different work lifestyle. Um, I think that's why it tailors so well to, you know, solo RVers and, you know, women coming out um, and you want, wanting that experience, you know, who are adventurous and want to meet other people um, or just experience the beauty of Yellowstone. Cause it really is unlike any place, you know, I think in the country, there's the largest concentration of geysers in the world and, you know, tons of different wildlife and mammals. And I think too, when you get to spend the summer there, you really get to experience the different seasons. So you come out April and May, you might see the baby bison being born and you stay through, you know, September, October, and you get to see the elk rut or the bison rut, and you get to see all the leaves changing and kind of transitioning into fall and winter. So every you know season in Yellowstone is beautiful. And um, I think it's just a wonderful opportunity, even if you, like I said, do it for, for one season. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of to gain from it and a lot of like experience and um, adventure to come from the experience. Anything else that you want to add, Jan? I don't think so. I think Alden said it very well. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. This has been very informative. And um, I will link in the show notes for everyone, all the different ways to connect and find um, in, about employment at Yellowstone National Park. I'd like to thank both Jan and Alden again for coming on and sharing all about what it's like to work at Yellowstone. They shared a lot of different links to information about working there and the jobs page and whatnot. And all of that will be in the show notes. Jobs are still open at Yellowstone, lots of them. So when I was recording this, there were still 58 different types of jobs available. Not 58 jobs, but 58 different types of jobs. And also because people drop out for various reasons, there can be opportunities to work there throughout the summer. So if you've ever thought about working at Yellowstone, go ahead and apply. Here are my key takeaways. Number one, The qualities that make someone successful to work at Yellowstone is a willingness to learn, the ability to be flexible, and to be willing to be part of a community. Kind of all the things that we already have to be successful as solo women RVers. Number two, some of the RV sites are reserved for couples, but there are still plenty of opportunities at Yellowstone for solos. And also there is housing provided if you don't have a fully self-contained RV. 
Number three, part of your salary will go to housing, whether you're in a dorm or in an RV, and there are meal plans that are offered that you can pay for as well. Number four, you can work at Yellowstone with a pet, but it needs to always be on a leash and always attended to. And number five, community is a big part of working at Yellowstone. It's such a big park, you're likely to find community in the district that you are working in, but there are opportunities to connect with other people all over the park. So check it out and and let me know if you're thinking of applying for a job at Yellowstone or any other national park. I would love to hear about your experience as well. That does it for this week's show. As always, thank you so much for listening. You can find more content for Solo Women RVers over at solowomenrv.com. And until next week, we'll see you out there on the road.